You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the bottom of the hour, we're giving away day 11 of our on-air radio advent calendar, courtesy of Wildwater's Brewery. We're asking you, Mackenzie Weger having three more goals than Matthew Kachuk is like having blank. Mackenzie Weger having three more goals and Matthew Kachuk is like having blank. 960-960, name and location. Got to put your name and location to win. We'll do that at the bottom of the hour, and we'll also tee up the Flames and Panthers tonight down at the Dome. But on the line right now, courtesy of our friends at Tom's House of Pizza. Pizza made to perfection with uh, locations in Calgary and Okotoks. NFL on CBS, Mr. Charles Davis. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. Um... Crazy, crazy week 15 of the <laughs> National Football yes. League. Uh, wanted to ask yes. you this. Watching that Sunday nighter last <laughs> night, it. Charles, is yeah. uh, <laughs> I, lo- I love it. Um, Lamar Jackson, he's my MVP right now. Is he yours? He's right there in the running. I have not gotten to the point where I'm picking an MVP because I saw Brock Purdy yesterday and I saw Christian McCaffrey yesterday. Ooh. And that might that might be truthfully that might be Lamar's edge because ah. when you have two of that caliber on the same team sometimes the bump the bump happens they kind of cancel each other and I hate using that because we're all trying to avoid being canceled in this day and age True. but <laughs> you understand what I'm saying when you have two of that prominent like even Kyle Shanahan head coach of 49ers last week someone asked him about one of them or both of them and he just said, are you trying to get me in trouble in my own locker room to pick an MVP? What are you, crazy? I'm not going to do that. And so that's where we are, though. And yesterday after the game, Brock Purdy spent a lot of time extolling Christian McCaffrey for MVP. Mm-hmm. So that might ultimately be Lamar Jackson's edge. If you've got two from one team, sometimes that's not good for either one of them, and someone else walks away with the award. And when I say walks away, earns the award because Lamar would be an, a deserved winner. Charles, what do you say to those those fans and media who say maybe Brock Purdy's too much of a system quarterback? Because we know what a, what an offensive mind yeah. Kyle Shanahan is, just scheming guys yeah. wide open, and Purdy has to make the throws. What do you see out of him to say that, no, he's not a system quarterback? So I'm with my own eyes in person yesterday. For This is the first time I had a game of his, okay? So I've watched the tape. I've done all the stuff. When he came out and my analysis of him was probably in line with a lot of people's sixth, seventh round guy, despite the fact he'd started all those games and had great success at Iowa State. I was worried about how dynamic he really was, you know, things of that nature, right? You know, all the stuff that you'd put into a report or into your own evaluation. Seeing him in person, how he operates, everything you said is is fair game. At one point, C.J. Beathard operated that San Francisco offense quite skillfully. Nick Mullins operated that, that offense quite skillfully. So that leads to questions of exactly what you're saying. Is it the system, and can anyone plug in and do it? Well, I think this is extended period of time. This isn't a short sample. Like Nick Mullins' first six games were as good as anyone's ever had in the NFL. Did we see it continue? No. You know, C.J. Beathard, same thing. No. A little bit of good stuff, but didn't see it continue. This kid now, we're talking over two seasons. We're talking continuous play. 
And yes, does he have weapons around him? Of course he does. Peyton Manning threw to two Hall of Fame receivers, one that's in and one that's going to be. Okay? A Hall of Fame running back in Edron James. A Hall of Fame probable center in Jeff Saturday. My point is all these quarterbacks don't operate well without great talent around them. You know, we want to fight about, is it Belichick or is it Brady? They work well together. Every great coach had that quarterback. Vince Lombardi had Bart Starr. Paul Brown had Otto Graham. Okay. Bill Walsh had, had, had Joe Montana. George Seifert ended up winning Super Bowls. When was the last time I mentioned George Seifert's name? It's Steve Young. This is how it works. But let me tell you exactly real quick. When you watch Purdy, if you just sit there and you don't have a bias, because those of us who picked him as a sixth, seventh rounder, there's absolutely a, an undercurrent of a lot of people wanted to see him fall off the cliff so that we were right. <laughs> because a sixth, seventh round guy should not be doing what he's doing. You know, we want to be right in our analysis. So it's kind of like, this can't continue. The throws that he makes and the ball placement is really, really sharp and precise. The athleticism, way better than what people know. I saw him make a couple plays yesterday, feeling pressure, getting out of the pocket, doing things. I saw him make plays on pre-snap where he knew what was coming and hurt them with with what he knew was coming. I think he's a legitimate item. I'm trying not to go overboard, to overcorrect, to self-correct. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. we were wrong before, and now you go too far the other way. I don't think that's the case. I think he's, he's the truth. And then you talk with some of the, the 49ers privately, and they will tell you that they asked Kyle Shanahan, who the heck is that little guy over there in his first OTA? There was something about him in a presence, and I'll stop here, but I hope this one tells you what I really, what, what's really going on. Tim Ryan, who is the 49ers analyst and a former NFL player, former analyst for, 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 for Fox, the whole deal. Before Brock Purdy ever started a game, I was doing a, a 49ers game. And he, I asked him about, you know, the team and this, that, and everything, doing my homework. And I found it in my notes for this game. And Brock Purdy was a backup. And the note I had on him was, there's something about this kid, Tim Ryan. Before you ever played a game. So that's all I can tell you guys. And they're fun to watch too. So that bodes well for the rest of the regular season and the postseason. Yeah, as long as they stay healthy. That's the key to everything, right? Their lull came when they had injuries. But you put them all out there healthy and Kyle designing things. And, you know, yesterday was a perfect day for them for this reason. They won, never were truly pressed, if you really want to say it. Like, down Mm -hmm. seven zip was it. But they didn't play particularly well, especially on defense. So Kyle Shanahan and and Steve Wilkes, the defense coordinator, behind closed doors, they're probably poking each other in the ribs like, perfect. We can go grind these guys because we got stuff to work on, and we won by 20. Got to love a couple teachable moments you can throw on film after a big win. Keep the guys engaged. Uh, I don't think it's out of the norm. I don't think it's a surprise that when you look at the top eight teams in the NFL, they all have their starting quarterbacks. They all have their number one quarterback still. One of those teams, the Detroit Lions. They get back in the win column with a big win over the Denver Broncos. How would you categorize that win for the Detroit Lions? What would you call that? 
a mature win because it's a team that's on the rise, still establishing its bona fides in the league, had their lull recently, right? Where Minnesota pressed them, they got away. No, Chicago pressed them, they got away. Green Bay kicked their behinds on Thanksgiving Day. Chicago upset them the second time they played them. And people are starting to ask questions. Is this defense good enough? Is this happening? Is that happening? That win yesterday was, a, I mean, on um, Saturday, it was a very mature win that a team that believes that they're pretty good found a way to get back on the beam, got off the schneid. Teams that aren't quite ready for it, that schneid probably continues a little bit, right? The slide keeps going. They found a way out of it. And by the way, everybody's kind of calling for the defense corner, Aaron Glenn, to be, hey, I don't know if they're as good as they think. I think that's pretty good against, uh, against Denver. You know, the way that they got out and played, and they needed that in a big way. But definitely the word I come up with is mature. Yeah, now they looked like they're going to get Gardner-Johnson back at some point too, which would be a big boost. And if you look at the standings right now, we're not too far off from seeing a Lions and Rams matchup that could be a wild card game. How great would that be? Right. That would be a whole lot of fun because of the way that Sean McVay, who has to be one of the coach of the year candidates, because did anyone have the Rams in the playoffs this year? No, sir. I don't think anyone did in preseason. I mean, if there was someone, I'd love to know who they were and love to know what they thought and were they just throwing darts at the dartboard if they had to, you know, real reasoning. And I'm not being facetious. I'm just asking the question because I didn't see it anywhere. I talked with a friend of mine who's in Rams front office in preseason. And I said, you know, I think Sean's going to be happy with this team in terms of being able to coach them and they're going to listen and do stuff. He goes, yeah, but we just don't have enough. Okay. That's preseason. Now, I wasn't predicting playoffs. (laughs) I was just saying, I think Sean would be happy coaching this team. I think that part has been been borne out, and now they actually have a chance to be better than what any of us thought. Charles Davis, NFL analyst for CBS, joining us courtesy of Tom's House of Pizza, Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan. Was that a more impressive win by the Bills or a really bad loss by the Dallas Cowboys yesterday? I'm going more impressive win by the Bills. Okay. I think that they're the team that when they find a way into the playoffs, which I think they will, I think they're the one in the AFC that if they're sitting at six and seven, that, you know, two, three in the early round, is like, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> and Buffalo can go on the road because Josh Allen can throw the ball in anything. It doesn't matter. It's a non-issue. You know, so if they need to do it. What I'm most impressed about with that win yesterday is that with Joe Brady now as the offensive coordinator, he actually said, we will run the football. If it works, we will stay with it, which they have not done. Brian Dayball is an offensive coordinator. Love him. I love Dave's to death. Did he ever really truly stick with it? It was rare. Mm -hmm. Ken Dorsey did not. And I've been, you know, (laughs) I'm just one guy, but I think I've been saying, you know, you might want to run the ball occasionally. <laughs> you might want to try that. And they found it. It worked. It stuck with it. Josh Allen threw for less than 100 yards yesterday. Think about that. Yeah. But James Cook ran for 179. Now, if you're going to have Joe Brady calling games in that fashion and that's working and you can stay with it, I think they're going to be really dangerous. That is definitely the team I would just not want to deal with. I, you know, if I'm sitting at two, I'm sitting at three. And it rolls out kind of like, you know, selection Sunday in the NCAA tournament. 
and you look up and you see your seating and you go, hey, that's oh, we play who? Yeah, I think that's what Buffalo is going to be like. Um, there, there's a team in the National Hockey League uh, in Canada, Charles, that takes a lot of oxygen out of the room, and it's always you know their fan base and the team's usually overrated. They're the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Dallas Cowboys, there's a lot mm-hmm. of parallels between the Cowboys and the Toronto Maple Leafs, especially with NFL fans here 1967. in Canada. 1967. Yeah, absolutely. It has been 19... I know it's been the 90s when they had the triplets and they were winning Super Bowls, but yep. obviously that's the most popular team in the NFL. We know it. Football's better yeah. when the Cowboys are good. On the road... Just can you explain at home they're a buzzsaw on the road they're a paper tiger. Yeah. Like, can you explain that at all to us? I really can't because I run into the same thing with Cleveland's defense, who I have again this week. You know, the last time we had Cleveland, it was the Jacksonville game in Cleveland, right? Going into that game at home, Cleveland had been giving up just a little bit over ten points a game. On the road. 30 points a game. We couldn't explain it. We asked them. We even talked about it and debated it ourselves and tried to come up with things. I got nothing. I can't tell you what it is. But typically, teams with good defenses, what do we always like to say? They travel, right? Defense travels. It doesn't matter where you are. If you're good on defense, you're good on defense. That's why it's so weird for them. Dallas, I have the same thing. Now, people can make their excuses if they want to. Coming off the Eagles win, feeling a little satisfied, knowing they're probably pretty much in the playoffs. Buffalo needed it more. No. Buffalo just went out and just just, just jumped them. And Dallas really, there's no excuse to be made for that. You need to show up in games like that because the question keeps coming back again. Okay, you got the Eagles. Who else have you gotten this year that's really good? And the Eagles, you can actually make the case – Within division, that's different because it's too much familiarity. That breeds contempt, right? You're not really intimidated by a division foe because you play them too often. But who have you beaten outside of that division that's really good? I think Dallas in the same spot Miami's in. One of my favorite uh, clips from the weekend was Nick Mullins being intercepted as he falls by B.J. Hill, the big defensive lineman just in front of him. Yeah. Just how, A, gotta love a big man interception, but B, where does that kind of rank as far as quarterbacks falling and mistakes? Because I, th- I thought of the butt fumble as I saw that. Yeah, the things did pass through, didn't they? Yeah. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing it almost feels like when the ball just kind of falls out of a quarterback's hands that, you know, the motion comes forward, but the ball just kind of stays up in the yeah. air and someone snatches it. Things of that nature. It, it's going to rank in there, you know. Now, Probably not as prominent because, unfortunately, with the butt fumble, it's the Jets. Yes. I think that was a Thanksgiving, you know, contest or something like that. It was a prime contest. Yep. It was a big-time name. Mark Sanchez was the number six overall pick. You know, so those things live on a little more infamy than probably Nick Mullins. (laughs) But remember how I was talking about Buffalo? Yeah. How about Cincinnati and what, Mm. what Browning's doing at quarterback? The defense is, is kind of got their mojo back going again. They're the team now, and they're in the playoffs if we start today, right? Do you want to deal with Cincinnati right now? Probably not. It's a weird year because I just read Peter King's column on my way in from the airport, and he was talking about Zach Taylor had told his team last week, I think, guys, the leading streak in the AFC after I forgot who it was, somebody, is us two in a row. In other words, <laughs> this AFC, just let's just get in. 
It yep. is wide open. We don't know who it's going to be. There's no one riding roughshod in the AFC that you go, oh, yeah. They're like, There's no San Francisco, right, where you go, oh, yeah, that's, that's the team. Everyone's got flaws, so it'll be fun to watch. How far can Jake Browning take them, given what you've seen through three games? Depends on the matchup in the, in the, in the playoffs. You know, it depends on their draw. But I'm, I'm, I'm firmly believing that they're going to find a way into the playoffs with him. And then, depending on the draw, <laughs> and here's the thing. He's Brock Purdy light, meaning same type of college background, same type of disrespect. I'll give you a quick one on this one. Talk to John Lynch, GM, 49ers. I said, okay, you and Kyle drafted him, but who championed him? Because when you have a Brock Purdy or a Jake Browning, right, there's some scout somewhere that fell in love with them and is in your face every day like, man, we got to take this kid, we got to take this kid. It's Steve Slowick. The offense coordinator of Houston is Bobby Slowick. That's his brother. Steve Slowick's dad was John Lynch's secondary coach with the Broncos. The Slowick family's all through NFL football. Steve Slowick was the NFL scout, the area scout for San Francisco. They came back and jumped on a table and said, I love this kid at Iowa State, <laughs> and kept saying it. And finally, Brian Greasy, quarterback coach, watched him. He started to like him. Kyle watched him. He started to like him. John watched him. He started to like him. And they all came together. But there's always that one guy that finds that person and won't let it go. Jake Browning is, is Brock Purdy light. 50 starts in college. Brock Purdy had 48. Successful. Went to college football playoff. Set records at Washington. He believes in himself. And by the way, he's, about, he's making himself a whole lot of money the way he's playing right now. Um. Charles, wanted to ask you about Baker Mayfield. Obviously, uh, much maligned. Yeah. Uh, should have stayed in Los Angeles with, you know, Sean McVay, learned behind <laughs> Matthew Stafford. But dude's playing well. Like, uh, And, again, there's one thing yeah. that I think all of us appreciate about Baker Mayfield. Guy's got moxie. He's got moxie, Charles. And yesterday, yeah, goes into Lambeau, throws four touchdown passes. Uh, they could potentially win that just terrible, terrible division, which is fine. But your just thoughts on right. Baker Mayfield. Maybe he's found a home in South Florida, and maybe he can be a very good NFL quarterback. Well, the potential is definitely there. And when you set a record at Lambeau, as he did yesterday, <laughs> with the touchdown passes and mm. throwing them to different people and all the things that happen, he's gelling with a wide receiver group, you know, that it's his first year with him and a really good wide receiver group. Now it remains to be seen whether Mike Evans continues in Tampa, you know, that sort of a deal. But they may have found their quarterback. And I love what you said about him and the Rams because we just mind-melded. I said the entire offseason before he signed with Tampa that if he doesn't get a deal where he truly can be the starter somewhere, he should stay in Los Angeles and be there with Stafford, who is in his high 30s, okay, has, is a tough guy and plays hurt. But to learn with Sean McVay and possibly take over that group, don't jump to just anywhere if you're going to be a backup. Only go somewhere if you're going to be a starter. Well, Tampa, he had to, quote, unquote, fight for the job. But did anyone think that Kyle Trask was going to beat him out? The answer was no, absolutely not. <laughs> okay? So that's why he took the Tampa opportunity. Like the minute he got there, oh, it's a competition. No, it's not. He's going to win this job. And he did, and he keeps getting better. And you're right. They're going to win. They have a good chance to win that division, and no one's going to jump up and down over that. 
but he may very well have solidified himself as their QB there because when you win the division, you're not a high draft choice. So guess what? With all these quarterbacks coming out, what do you do if you're Tampa? Do you ride with Mayfield, who gives you something that you know and you said moxie and a heavy dose of anger? Or, or do you say, okay, we're going to take a chance on a college kid that may not pan out? And, we'll and he, he's only 28, Charles. It's not like he's like in his 30s. Crazy, he, isn't he's it? He's only 28. Doesn't it feel like he's older, though? Yeah, it does. Doesn't it feel that way? Just because he's been around, he's been to different places, the whole deal. But that moxie, that anger typically works quite well for him, given the opportunity. And the one thing about Cleveland that I think people have not really given him credit for, he got himself put out of Cleveland trying to do the right thing, meaning I'm a tough guy quarterback. I'm going to play through injuries, which hurt my performance, but I thought my team needed me, and they actually ended up using it against him. Think about that. That was how he ended up getting run out of Cleveland. Monday Night Football, we got the Eagles, we got the Seahawks, a big one for Philly, and quietly made a change at D.C., bringing in Matt Patricia this week. What did you make of that going under the radar? Well, I knew that Sean Desai was under a heavy ton of pressure, heavy ton. One of my um, high school teachers, who's our high school wrestling coach, I was getting bombarded with texts and emails and everything about just how bad Sean Desai was. As you can tell, he's a Philadelphia fan. And just going crazy. And so I was was like, I wasn't even really aware because I haven't covered Philly. So I started checking it out. Boy, was he right. And and the different things he didn't do against Dallas, he didn't blitz, he didn't do this, he didn't do that. And I realized he really was under fire. But I didn't know that this was going to be the move. And I find it very interesting because you remember, you know, um, Darius Slay played for Matt Patricia in Detroit. And to say they didn't like each other, but putting it really mildly, they actually had to have like a detente meeting when Matt got signed in Philadelphia. And now Matt's going to take over the defense that Slay's a prominent part of. But how interesting is it that Slay is actually out right now with a knee injury? They expect him back for the playoffs. And this is when Matt Patricia comes in. Guys, he made his bones on the defensive side. So that makes more sense than him being an offensive coordinator. But Sean Desai now has had two opportunities to be a DC. Neither one of them went super well. I don't know that he'll get another chance. He might just have to find his, his way as a good position coach in the NFL. Are we going to see a flu game from Jalen Hurst tonight if he goes? I think, I think he'll play well if he goes, but I don't think there's any question he's not 100% when you watch him because they can't use him in the quarterback run game as they need to. I mean, that's a big part of what they do, and they just can't call those things. He has to do more scrambling as opposed to those, those quarterback runs where he'd be escorted by Jason Kelsey or someone else big. You just don't see that in Nick Sirianni, uh, Nick Sirianni's playbook right now. And excuse me, Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, is calling plays. Um, Charles, how serious is that, though, in the NFL for, for fans to, to understand that? He's so sick, he, they, they made him take a separate plane to not infect the yeah. other teammates. Like, how serious is that when it comes to stuff like that in the National Football League? It, it happens more than we probably give it credit for. Hmm. Guys want to play. Guys want to go. You remember Deshaun Watson, who I don't give a ton of credit to for various reasons, but hmm. you remember that time he had the rib and lung issue, and they actually had he couldn't fly him to a game right. because he had of the air drive. pressure? Yes. And they drove him. Um, I think it was Micah Hyde or, or Jordan Poyer had something similar with Buffalo, and I think he, they drove him to Kansas City, and they played. 
there are a lot of tough guys running around that league more than they get credit for. The team sees it. They typically rally around that guy, especially the ones that don't turn it into a media thing. They just show up and do it, and the media finds out. Some guys in the league, they don't mind letting you know just how hurt they are. (laughs) Okay? And, oh, can you believe I'm going to play on Sunday? That doesn't get you the same credit, but a Jordan or a Poyer, whichever, I mean, a Hyde or a Poyer, whichever one it was, Jalen Hurts, you're not going to hear him trumpet it. Those guys, they rally around you and they want you to be successful. Guys want to play, especially the ones who have a chance to win big stakes. Charles Davis, uh, NFL analyst for CBS. Charles, uh, we're off next week. I wanted to wish you uh, all the best during the holidays, and uh, we will talk to you in the new year. We really appreciate that you take time for us every Monday. I appreciate you guys having me. It's a fun, fun time for me to talk with you. I literally came off of a red eye. I'm going to play that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to let you know how hurt I am in playing today. My goodness. (laughs) I just literally came off a red eye, and I was not about to cancel because I have way too much fun with you guys. But can you believe I came off a red eye and did your show? You're a warrior. Unbelievable. You're a warrior. It's like that old – do you remember that Chris Rock skit, Charles, where uh, the Chris Rock bit where he said uh, getting – you're asking getting credit for stuff that you should be doing? It's like when Chris Ross yeah, like, I, know, I sit there and yeah. raise my kids. Yeah, you should be raising your kids. Yeah, I pay you, my bills well, on time. You, well, you should. You, you're, the, you're the father. You're yeah. the father. You had them. You're supposed to be doing it. That's yeah, right. You're asking for credit for stuff you're supposed to do naturally. Yes. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. I love okay? it. I love it. Uh, Charles, all the best, pal. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Happy holidays, guys. Talk to you in a couple weeks. The best. Uh, Charles Davis, NFL analyst for CBS, brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza. Enjoy football Sundays with food specials and happy hour all day long. Visit TomSosaPizza.com. Pizza made to perfection with locations in Calgary and Okotoks. Probably a good time to mention that, like, getting up early for the show is quite a chore, hey? And what we do, you know, everyone should respect us a little bit more. No, we we only work three hours. So people actually get up early, and then they have to work, like, eight to ten hours and really grind it out. Can you imagine? Like, you and I got to go nappy time in about half an hour. I do have to walk my dog first. No. <laughs> so. Wow, you're such a warrior. I appreciate you saying that. Um, straight ahead, we'll tee up the Flames and Panthers Because game. I was at a family event, and everyone was calling me soft and useless. So. Why? No, just kidding. Oh, okay. All right. Tough family. Um, we'll tee up the Flames and Panthers straight ahead, and we're giving away day 11 of our Wild Wars Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas. We're asking you, Mackenzie Weger having three more goals than Matthew Kachuk is like having blank. Mackenzie Weger having three more goals than Matthew Kachuk is like having blank. 960-960, name and location. We'll do that next. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Um... We'll finish up our Monday by giving away day 11 of our Wild Rose Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas, where we open the on-air advent calendar. Tomorrow's the big the big shebang, the big enchilada, the whole kit and caboodle. Oh, wow. Um, where we give away all 12 prizes. Mm. And I think we're going to play. In fact, we are going to play the sum of all flames for the first time tomorrow. Now, can you pick them up in one big caboodle? Probably. Do we have a caboodle? A Wild Rose branded caboodle. Do we have a barrel? I don't know. Well, who cares if we have a barrel? Have you ever have you ever picked up your friend in a barrel because they're so drunk to get him inside? Well, nine sixty nine sixty. Name no, and location. A 
Like Wild a, Rose Brewery, day 11. Is that a figure of speech or like a real barrel? No, a real thing. Um, Flames and uh, Panthers tonight Where down do at the Dome. barrels? Puck drop at just after 7.30. The pregame like a, show essentially starts after our show because like that's wood, how we do it here. Wood barrel or like a drum? Um, Flames and Panthers tonight. Wanted to, uh, wanted to ask you about this. Talk to Pat about this off air on Saturday really? night oh. when I did the intermission. Okay, yeah. Yeah, sure. No, Flames. Go uh, ahead. Which player needs to snap their goalless throat the most? I'm going to give you three. Oh, I know what the answer is. I'm just going to throw three names out there at you. I, uh, I don't know who's slumping the hardest. Tell me. Uh, Dylan Dubé, 15 games without a goal. Ooh, okay. That's gross. Adam Rzitska, 16 games without a goal. Mm. And number 10, Jonathan Uberdo, 18 games without a goal. Oh, George, what a tough question you've okay, delivered Okay, it's Uberdo is the answer. Yeah. But between Dubé and Rajitska, who needs to who needs to score first? Snap that slump. Does it matter? Are, are those numbers jarring they're to you that they're terrible. that many? Yeah, that's been a very long time. But then again, you're like, well, mm. it really does feel like anytime that line cashes in, it's AJ Greer who's throwing his hands in the air before anybody else. Um, Rajitska's been fine on the power play as far as like a setup guy. I don't know. Both they, they it would be good for both of them to do a little bit of something more because. I think that they're both players that at this point in his career, it's time to say, what are you? What do you want to be? Yeah. Because you have to show us what you want to be and what you can be before we can commit to you being that person. They're both in a tough spot. Both as RFAs at the end of the year. And I really do wonder what the Flames are going to do with both of them. Uh, this isn't a crap on Jonathan. I don't Huberto think either segment. of them are really eligible for a huge raise. Um, what do you think Huberto's plus minus is today? Like minus 13? Uh, GVP? Gonna say like minus twelve. Uh Shan? You're like minus sixteen. He's minus fourteen. He has four goals, eleven assists, and thirty-one games played. Yeah. This season. And he has gone eighteen games though to goal. I can't believe it's been eighteen games since he scored. Where he looked to the heavens and was relieved when he scored a goal. Yeah. It was a nice goal, too. Mm -hmm. But it's been eighteen games Mm -hmm. since Jonathan Huberto. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it. It's eight forty two mountain time. On Monday, December 18th, Jonathan Huberto will score tonight against the Florida Panthers. I'm throwing it out there on Stephen Ave, throwing it right out there on 17. I don't know why I keep saying 17. And what if he does? I'm, and what if he doesn't? I'm just going to pat myself on the back. Yeah, and I'd be like, ooh, good. was I wrong about that one? And he's a genius, like his second period take. It was. On Saturday. <sighs> good. Can't wait for that. It was only doubled down by two assistant coaches and two players. But and I'm just throwing it out there. Everybody who watched the game. <laughs> Pat didn't think so. Oh, so um, I was sitting beside him. So uh, I'm saying he scores. I'm feeling against his former team. I'm just feeling it tonight. Goal prop. Don't do Jonathan that. Huberto. Don't do that. Why? Don't do that. Don't do that. If he was ever going to break his slump of 18 game goalless games, unless, tonight's the night. Unless you're getting into like plus a thousand, do not do that. I'm just feeling it. I'm feeling tonight's the night. Listen, I think I don't usually do this. I don't throw random stuff out like that, but I'm feeling Hubie breaks the goalless drought tonight against the Panthers. Stuff writes itself. Maybe Weegs will shoot a muffin from the blue line. That'll find its way in past Bobrovsky. I don't know if he's starting tonight. But then Huberto, boom, scoring a goal tonight. It might be in the shootout, but he's scoring tonight. But you don't no win a goal in prop. The Have you seen Huberto's feeble attempts in the shootout? And, and, and you, don't, shots and you don't win a goal prop if you score in the shootout. Oh, that's true. But apparently, uh, Jonathan Huberto, the reason why he shot in that shootout, what? It's because he has the best numbers on the team for career wise shooting. 
in the shootout. Yeah. Oh, we're doing career things now, like well, we did with Nick Ritchie last, no, last season. Man, that was, let's not let's not revisit that shootout. Okay. Nick Ritchie with Tyler Toffoli just sitting on the bench going, seriously? Um, yeah, I'm feeling it. Hubert O'Goal tonight against his former team. It's exhausting talking about the player because, like I've said... But, but how much is Uyghur much season this... taking the sting away from that deal right now? Yeah, it's very much helping. Yeah. But it's still like... Band-Aids. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't have a good analogy off the top of my head, but yeah, nice things keep happening. But amidst all of these things that continue to happen, it's like my car has still been impounded and it's still in the parking lot. And I still have to go get it, but... Oh, I, I won a contest at work, and I, I won a fruit basket to take home, and and uh, I got my date said yes, so I'm gonna get to go on a cool date. But the entire time, my car's still locked up in the impound lot, and I have to get it. Like there's the good things that are happening around the team, but then you kind of step back for a second and you look at the big picture, and you're like, oh yeah, and then there's that that continues to be just a, an absolute boat anchor. And listen, I, I think he's had some moments, but. We're past cheering for moments here. Like, I don't know. It, I find it exhausting to talk about the player because I don't know what more there is to say about the player at this point. I can't wait to put my finger up in the air when he yeah, scores great. tonight. Can't wait. That's going to be I'm sweet. feeling it. I'm just feeling it. GVP, are you feeling this at all? If he no. scores tonight, okay. I might not come in tomorrow. I might just make an executive decision, just skip You're the like, show. You, you don't want to hear... I'm just going to take how insufferable will be tomorrow off. if he actually yeah. scores a goal. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying gonna... I never do this. I never give. There's no such thing as locks or guarantees. I'm just saying I got a gut feel. Unless we're that doing our locks the night. of the day, right? For Calgary Lock and Safe, which by the way, get on it, Lock and Safe. But um, I've just got a gut feel that tonight's the night that he breaks his 18 game goal of stroke. Mm. Tonight's the night. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Team. Stuff writes itself. Stuff I, would, right I would be much more intrigued by a Matthew Kachuk goal prop than a Jonathan Huberto goal prop, but to each their own. 18 games. It's a um, long time. It's today is day number 11 of our Wild Rose Brewery. He hasn't had a point in like 10. To, no, he, really? Hold on. One, two, three, Eight. four, five. Eight six, games since seven. he had two assists. No, it's been longer than that. No, it hasn't. Oh, sorry. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Tonight's the night. Okay. Tonight is oh maybe I did the the math wrong one two it's three eight. four it's five, eight games six, that he hasn't seven, scored. Eight, I'm just never gonna take my word. Hold on, no no, it's fair. It's been thirteen games without a goal for Huberto, not eight, eighteen. Eighteen felt really long. It's thirteen. I wasn't gonna fact check you. you usually, it's know thirteen. Your stuff. Usually, I'm right about now that. Me, you should probably fact check. My thirteen stuff. games without a goal. Lucky thirteen. Boom, snaps it tonight. Huberto scores. Bingo. All right. Can't uh, wait. It's day be number so sweet. 11. I'm doing intermissions tonight, by the way. Are Logo's you really? off this week, so yeah. Oh, that's fun. I'm going to be grumping tomorrow. 7.30 yeah, starting. i got to be grumpy, the game until the end. Um, it's Grumple day, Stiltskin. It's number, uh, day number 11 of our Wild Rose Brewery. 12 days of Christmas. We've had a lot of fun opening these on-air advent calendars. We have no idea what the prize is today. But I do know tomorrow is every prize we've given away. And we're going to play the sum of all flames where our listeners are going to have to call in and face off against you and Brent Cron. That's what we're going to do tomorrow. But he's not here. He's but not. That's what we're going to do yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So we'll play Very the sum of all flames tomorrow to give away all 12 days. Um, with great power comes great responsibility, and Shan is in all week because our man Patty Dumas is off. He's in charge of running the number one personality on Sportsnet 960, the fan, Texty McTexterson. Shan, um, how much pressure do you feel when you have to deal with Texty? 
Well, I was feeling okay, and then Texty and I got in a fight today. Okay. About because what? I was trying to tell Texty how to say Matthew Kachuk's name. Yep. And Texty just does not want to hear it. So you're going to hear it today. We had a serious argument, but okay, we'll, we'll get through. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good texts I've I've seen this morning. Hopefully, um, you have picked uh, the good ones, and hopefully, I trust your uh, discretion. Right. I trust your uh, ability to um, weed through a good text. Oh, Texty, let's start with uh, the first one. Keith in Rocky Ridge. We are having three more goals than Matthew Takachik is like we are currently having three more goals than Johnny Godreau. Okay, mm. Johnny Godreau. Godreau, okay. yeah, for sure. I like that one. That's pretty good. Because Johnny Godreau, he's definitely not lining it up in, in Lumbus right now. That's for sure. Nope. Not at all. Nope. He must be miserable like Jonathan Huberto is here. I would assume. Yeah. It's like, man, I'd like to score some goals in the NHL again. Man, you imagine what it would be like to like not be in the basement of the NHL for like a moment? That would be fun. Wow. Can you imagine? Okay. Next. When was the last time the Columbus Blue Jackets were in a playoff spot? Have they been in a playoff spot the entire time he's been there? Probably not. Hmm. Well, at the beginning of the season. Oh, okay. <laughs> After one game. Yeah, preseason. <laughs> no one's lost yet. <laughs> Look at us. Next. Ethan in High River. Mackenzie Wegar having three more goals than Matthew Takachik is like getting a colonoscopy for Christmas. Entirely unexpected, but I feel better now than I did last year. Okay. Like, Ethan, you feel relieved that they found nothing? No, you know, polyps that could be dangerous down the road? Or maybe he's just happy because he's just cleared out. Okay. Nice ready for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. I'm all now, ready. Now I can do some real damage. Pipes are clean. Yeah. All right, Ethan. Uh, that's a gross text. Merry Next. Christmas. Next. Someone in somewhere. Weeks having more goals than Takachik is like sitting at dinner, eating the best dessert of your life, but knowing you've got a ten and a half million dollar bill for a meal that sucked. <laughs> okay. okay, that's a good uh, analogy. Like is. Mackenzie Weger, I'm sure is the dessert, which of course would be muffins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the main course costs you ten and a half million dollars, and it definitely hasn't been worth the ten and a half million dollars no, so you, far. Yeah, and you feel like maybe this is not. Yeah, maybe I won't do this one. Someone somewhere. Very good. Very okay. clever. I like that. Continue. Hmm. Wedley in Bridalwood. Hmm. We are having three more winning. goals than Tkachuk is like renting the VHS copy of Bloodsport an extra three days and the clerk forgetting to charge the late fee. I'm glad we talked to Wedley today. <laughs> glad I heard his voice. That's the first time I think he's ever called in. Glad we don't have to talk to him for a while. But uh, Wedley, you know we have to keep the streak up of you never winning a prize on the morning show, even though you participate every time, and I appreciate you. Maybe, maybe I'll be uh, a, maybe again, maybe he'll get in tomorrow and play the sum of all flames, and we'll have to give yeah, him the prize. Sure, great, excellent. But like the thing is, like it's good to mention a film that we have referenced on the show before in Bloodsport, the Claude Van Damme, Jean Claude, Claude Van Damme. You clearly haven't seen it. No, but it's I an haven't. Incredible I don't movie. care. No, it's from 1988. I'm not going to go watch a martial arts sports film from 1988. Well, you should. No, I'm not it's going really to. Really good. I'm not going to. I'll tell you that right now for free. But I'm, you'd rather go see Aquaman too, courtesy hell, of Landmark Cinemas. Hell, damn right! Cinemas. I watched the Mag too before I watched that. Open December 22nd. The trench. Tickets tomorrow they too. Have three sharks in the Mag too, George. They're humongous. Three? Yeah, and they can kind of control one. But it's kind of, could what? they control one or could they not? Why didn't he eat them at the end? Was it because he knew them or was it because they didn't? Hey, hey, stop spoiling the Meg 2. 
to the one person who might see it who's listening right what now. What do you mean the one? This is a blockbuster event. Next. A cinematic event. Of Sean in Capitol Hill. Year, Having Mackenzie Weegar have three more goals than Matthew Tkachuk is like when the neighbor you hate has a woodpecker drill a hole in his stucco and then a family of sparrows move into the hole created. <laughs> okay. So a woodpecker. So, so you have a neighbor that you don't like to start. Yeah. And their house is made out of stucco. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm setting the scene here for you. Now, it's important you don't like them. Now, also, a woodpecker shows up and burrows a hole in their wall, which is awesome. And then sparrows live in it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what the sparrow part is. All I'm right, next. confused by the entire thing. Steve in Auburn Bay. It's like having a cabinet full of Costco Kirkland brand liquor. It's just as good as the name brand, if not better, and gets you just as drunk where the hangovers are doable because I know I paid a fraction of the price for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That is good. They do hit like a brick truck. A brick truck? <laughs> yeah, a truck full of bricks. What do you mean? You never yeah, heard of a brick, a truck, brick truck? Of course. We love our 6 a.m. listeners driving their brick trucks to work. Not my best one. <laughs> no. We're definitely going to clip that one. That's definitely going to be using an intro in the 7 o'clock hour. Making GVP's job easier. How many more we got, Shane? Good ones. How many good ones? Let's go with uh, three. Okay, go. Wayne and Woodbine. We are having three more goals than Tkachuk is like getting three more Christmas presents than your ugly step-sibling. Oh, wow. That's too bad. Wow, that's... That's an uncomfortable Christmas. Yeah, that's... I don't like that at all. Okay, but three more. But like, do they equal like a bigger gift that maybe your step sibling got? Like, uh, is I it important? Is it important that the value matches up when you're giving gifts? I would say when it comes to children, yes, <laughs> <laughs> because they're gonna Google it. They're yeah. gonna go on Amazon and be like, "Yo, yeah, what? Probably um, Uncle George spent like sixty dollars on." Little Billy over there, yeah, and me, little Susie. He only bought me forty dollars worth of crap. Yeah, the heck. Mm-hmm. Formal complaint matters. Yeah. Okay, go Shan. Ned in Coldale, Mackenzie having three more goals than Matthew Tikachuk is like have Mackenzie Weger having four more goals than Jonathan Huberdo. Oh, there it is. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised it took us this long to get here. Yeah, it did. That's a pretty good one. Okay, mm-hmm. one more. Christopher from Calgary. Mackenzie Weegar having more three more goals than Matthew Tikachuk is like having a nice Audi after watching your friend crash your Porsche. Okay, I don't live in that world, but I appreciate that text. That yeah, must be nice. Are eh? we going to give it to the uh, the um, Costco booze guy? I like Costco booze. Okay, uh, Shan, play, replay the Costco booze guy. Steve in Auburn Bay. It's like having a cabinet full of Costco Kirkland brand liquor. It's just as good as the name brand, if not better, and gets you just as drunk where the hangovers are doable because I know I paid a fraction of the price for it. Okay, congratulations, Steve in Auburn Bay. You have won day 11 of our Wild Rose Brewery, 12 Days of Christmas. GVP, open the on-air advent calendar. It's a $100 gift card to the Wild Rose Brewery taproom. Whoa! Nice. Congratulations, Steve. Wild Rose Brewery has been serving up premium craft beer to Albertans since 1996. Whether you're looking for a finely tuned craft lager or a robust porter, 
They've got something for everyone. Find them around Alberta and at their tap room in the Curry Barracks. So that's one of the prizes you get to win tomorrow. I know there was a $50 gift card. There's a $100 gift there card. There was a $25 gift card in there, too. So there's $175 with the gift cards up for grabs tomorrow with, like, a golf shirt, toque, hat, Hawaiian shirt. There was a hoodie. Hoodie. There was a crib board. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how much velvet fog you get with a hundred bucks? There is a lot to win tomorrow. Do you know and how much raspberry ale you get with a hundred bucks? And we will uh, we will give that away while we play the sum of you know all flames for in- the first time tomorrow. Industrial park ale you can get with a hundred bucks? Probably lots. You know how much Electric Avenue Alberta Blonde you can get with a hundred bucks? You know. What's coming up on Mucho Big Show, GVP? Uh, we're going to talk some more Flames, get in some uh, Flames audio as well. Hey, GVP, you know how much Barracks Brown you can get uh, with 100 bucks? Matt, do you know? A whole caboodle? <laughs> a Shan. Kit, a kitten caboodle. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Shan, do you know how much High Harvest you can get with 100 bucks? I, I don't. I, I Do you know? I'm almost out of beers here, guys. Do you know how much Sun Scout you get with okay, 100 bucks? Okay, all right. Okay, we love Wild Rose Brewing. Do you all know right. how much Big Hoodoo you can get with 100 bucks? Okay, that's oh, it for wait, us. They got some seasonals too. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. They got the red wherever wheat. Get your favorite podcast. Alberta Crew, the Outmeal Stout, typical, great in season. We'll be all over the the Flames and get Panthers a tomorrow. Ponderosa Gosa, wear your nice wild rose Hawaiian shirt with that. Goza. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Do a lot with a hundred bucks. All right, Say bye that for free. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.